It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Do I trust the bats? It's tough to trust the bats. I know what they've done statistically this season. We all do. No one's suggesting this is a bad offensive team. But right now, do you trust the bats? That's the question. I'm not asking for what they've done through 158 games. We know what they've done. They've won 98 games, and they're scoring 4.7 runs per game. We get it. We get it. Do I trust them in game two of this series against Kyle Wright? Do I? Do you? It's tough to. I'm sorry. It's tough to right now. But here's the thing. Like I said at the top, sometimes you've just got to outduel guys. Sometimes you just have to go out there and be the best freaking pitcher out there. Max Scherzer needs to do that. Because look, the Mets cannot leave Atlanta without a win. They can't. First of all, they do that. The division race is over. And second of all, what a buzzkill to this entire season. You've got to find a way to win a freaking game. And the game they have to win is with Max Scherzer on the mound in game two. Do I start Francisco Alvarez in game two? Probably not. I'm just being honest with you. I know Vogelback hasn't been great. And I'm not burying Francisco after one game. I'm not doing that. But you're asking me, who would I put out there in game two? I'd probably go back to Vogelback. I may be in the minority on this. That's fine. I understand. I see the other side. Let's ride him again. Game two. We all love this hustle on that second at bat when he had a ground ball to first base and Max Fried's kind of lally-galling and over and Alvarez is busting it down the line. He almost beats it. That was great. That was awesome. But I think I'd go back to Vogelback in game two. I would totally stick with Tomas Nito. I mean, geez, how much more does this guy have to show? Now, I also respect Scherzer enough where if Max Scherzer, and I can't imagine he would feel this way, prefers James McCann, okay, fine. But does he? Can he? Is it possible? Probably not. But what this team needs to do is find a way to win game two. Find a way to scratch out, I don't know, four or five runs against this brave pitching. Expect Max to go deep in this game. Adovino's fresh. Diaz is fresh. And win the effing game. And let's face it, bail out to Grom. Because this is not a debate over his career or his legacy or even free agency. It's simply he wasn't good enough in the first game of this series. And Max Scherzer, expectations are high. Jacob DeGrom, expectations are high. Look, here's the reality. If Chris Bassett throws six innings, allows three runs, strikes out 11 guys, there's a good chance we look at that and say, hey, that's a quality outing by Chris Bassett. Jacob DeGrom is not Chris Bassett. If Carlos Carrasco goes out and pitches six innings, three runs, okay, not bad. Taiwan Walker, not bad. It ain't good enough when it comes to DeGrom. And it's not good enough when it comes to Max Scherzer. That's why. What do I expect from Scherzer in game two? Seven or eight innings, two runs or less. That's the expectation. You're an ace. 
You're one of the best pitchers in baseball. He better not be outdueled by Kyle Wright. Can't happen. And it won't happen. I'm going to give you a little confidence. To give my fellow Met fan a nice little back massage. I believe in this team. I believe in Max Scherzer. But sometimes they make it freaking tough to believe in this team. Because this was three hours of pain. Three hours of frustration. And, and explain this one to me. I know I'm a fan of Jacob DeGrom and he's my favorite player and I've defended him, but I think I call it out when he isn't good enough. So why are my DMs filled in the second inning with F you and F DeGrom? Like I'm throwing the freaking ball. And Med fans, can we calm down about what I would do in free agency? I don't want to worry about free agency. Do you? You know when we worry about free agency? When our season ends. And hopefully our season doesn't end for a while. But I get, I get it. I, I'm the DeGrom uh, spokesperson, apparently. And as much as I love the guy, did I not blast him for what happened against the A's and said, say he sucked? It's not like I came on the Rico or Cardin Roberts and said, well, you know, guys, he actually went, I didn't do any of that. When the guy sucks, he sucks. I don't go to the extremes of my man, Joe B, but that doesn't mean I'm defending him. When he's not good, I rip him. And I've always said, when the big games are there, I'm going to expect more, and I'm going to expect him to go deeper into the game. Now, the deeper excuse is the blister. All right, I don't love it. None of us love it. But yes, DeGrom wasn't good enough. You want to hear me say it again? DeGrom wasn't good enough. What I'm not going to say is DeGrom sucks, he's a piece of crap, and I hope he opts out and leaves. Because half of my DMs said that. I hope he leaves. Tell him to go F himself. I'm like, what? What What, what, do you think I have his cell phone number? You think I'm going to text him and say, hey, Jake, by the way, you you suck it out of him. What is wrong with you people? Were they all Joe Beningo burner accounts? (laughs) But Joe, here's the beauty of Joe. And you'll hear it, uh, depending on when you're listening to this podcast, Joe's going to do the Saturday show, I'm off. So he'll have free reign to say whatever he wants about the Grom. Joe doesn't mind being wrong. And Joe will be the first to tell you if the Grom has a Bumgarner postseason run. Bro, I got to tell you, guy stepped up. I love the guy. Pay him his money. Joe reacts. And lately, the reaction is fair to rip the Grom. It is. It's absolutely fair. Maybe not to the point of saying he sucks and he should opt out and leave. Maybe that part's not fair. But saying he wasn't good enough is completely fair. Now, I don't, and I hear the other side. You got, don't rip to Grom. The offense was the problem. Six innings, three runs is great. We're sight of strikeouts. I got to tell you this right now. I don't care how many guys Jacob DeGrom strikes out. I really don't. I'm sorry. You know, maybe in June, when he's on my fantasy team, I, maybe I care a little bit more about that. When you're talking about games like this, how many runs did he give up? That's it. That's all that matters. How many runs did he give Oh, he gave up three? That's not good enough. How's your confidence, Pete? Are you beating up? I mean, I'm happy. Uh, beating up is a... Can't be beaten up because I said it's going to go down to 162, so I expect this. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I, you know, it, it sucks. We can't have nice things. We can't pop the champagne early. But here's the positive. 
and I'm looking at it from a very odd way. The Grom is not ready for the playoffs yet. So he gets at least one more start before the playoffs. That's the best outlook I can get. <laughs> Assuming his blister goes down and he's able to pitch game 162. Look, the, the positive is this. Here are the two positives going into game two. And we'll probably do another instant reaction emergency pod after game two. I'm not going to lie to you. We'll probably do one after every Brave game. Game two and then the series. Um, Max Scherzer has earned our trust. Now, that doesn't mean he can't have a clunker in game two. It's certainly possible. You could argue he's due for one, considering how good he's been off the IL and certainly considering how good he's been against Atlanta. But Max Scherzer has earned our trust, and this team as a whole has earned our trust. And look, at the bare minimum, to maintain control of this division, it's winning a game. That's what it is. It's winning a game. I wanted to sweep them. Of course I did. I want to win two out of three. I still hope for that. But you have to get out of here with a win. And then you go back to City Field with control. And by the way, I you know what? I didn't even want to say this. I was going to say something about the Marlins and how a part of me thinks they could actually beat the Braves once <laughs> over three games. But But the truth is, it ain't worth getting into because I don't want to think about Marlins Braves. I don't want to think about Mets Nationals. Not at least yet. I don't. Eventually, we may have to, but not yet. So, look, go out and win game two. By the way, do you agree with me you'd go to Vogelback back at DH, or would you actually give Alvarez a chance against a righty in game two? All right, so here's the thing. I don't um, – I'm 50-50. I'm torn because I was thinking about this on the car ride home because I did not watch the entire game. I listened to the last two innings on the radio. So be it. Um, I, when they were saying they were subbing Vogel back in for Nito, I go, why? And this is now, this is where the, it, it's, I, I started thinking about it. Why would you bring in Vogel back who can't hit the ball? Nito, like you said, Jansen better, pitches better to left-handed batters. Nito gives you almost a better at bat. Why are you going to do that? And then I started thinking about, well, what if it was just Francisco Alvarez in that spot too? Would Vogel back sub in? I go, no, I prefer Alvarez. Now, I didn't see the at-bats. Tell me how bad did he look. The first pitch, it sounded like he was on it and was upset. The last two, was it really yeah, bad? Yeah, he was overwhelmed. He got, I don't ever think in this game he was overwhelmed. I thought in the last two pitches against Canley Jansen, he was. Look, I like Tomas Nito, and he has hit a lot more. He's still not a good hitter. And Vogelback, in theory, against right-handed pitchers, is a good hitter. So in that spot, I would have absolutely gone to Vogelback. It's tough. I think sometimes when you decide who should start a game, lefty versus righty, we make the decisions on, well, Vogelback crushes righties. Alvarez, good against righties, not as good. We also have to look at the other side. Kyle Wright's splits are basically right down the middle. Like, lefties don't have a huge edge on him. Righties don't have a huge disadvantage. If you just look at his numbers this season, it's been an even split. But sometimes we need to look at that just to see. I, I, I don't look if they start Alvarez tomorrow, I wouldn't be mad. Like maybe the kid will come out in game two and go three for five. I have no idea. And it's not like I can be that passionate about trusting Daniel Vogelback, considering how mediocre he's been over the last few weeks. Just my natural reaction is, eh, I go back to Vogelback. That's just my natural well, feel for it. And I get that. I understand that. Of course, the lefty the lineup makes more sense. But you broke the kid up for six six days. You know, is that is that good enough for a playoff material? Well, probably not. 
but you brought him up. You want to see something. And if you know what you're going to get out of Vogelback, which to be fair, recently, is not only does he suck and he's not hitting, he's not even swinging, which is really depressing. What is the point of being a left-handed power hitter if you're going to watch strike well, he's, down the plate? He's looking for a walk, essentially. And he does have a good eye in general. But, yeah, you want him to be a little bit more aggressive. Keep this in mind, though. If Vogelback starts this game, the Atlanta Braves have three lefties in their bullpen. We saw one of them today or Friday with A.J. Minter. There's a really good chance we'll see Alvarez in this game. Like He will come off the bench at some point and pinch hit. It could very well be for a Tomas Nito or James McCann. It could very well be for Vogelbach himself. Like The Braves have three lefties in their bullpen, so you're going to see Alvarez again, even if he doesn't start this game. Uh, but boy, they got to win, because how tense are we all going to be if we go in a Sunday night with Chris Bassett on the mound, down 0-2, knowing they got to win Sunday night, because there's extremes here. The extreme is if the Mets lose all three, it's over. Like, their only scenario, if they lost all three, would be to sweep the Nationals and have, I think, the Braves lose all three games. Like, I think literally they would need to win all three and the Braves would have to be swept by the Marlins, which is incredibly unlikely. So if they get swept, it's over. Like, there's no, ah, maybe this happened. No, no, they're done. They have to find a way to win a game. And I think game two of this series, even more than game one, because even though Kyle Wright's won 20 games, Max Freed's better, especially the Mets' struggles against lefties. I, I think it's even close, like the way I view Max Freed versus the way I view Kyle Wright. And yeah, Scherzer's been better and more consistent than DeGrom this season. Jake's only made 10 starts, 11 starts, and he hasn't been good recently. So yeah, we trust Max more. And yeah, I trust Max more. If you need me, if, if people need to hear me say that, I'll say it. Right now, I trust Max Scherzer more than Jacob DeGrom. I do. Um, I, I This is going to be crazy. I trust Chris Bassett more than, than DeGrom. And that's crazy to say because we see that he still has a strikeout material, all that other stuff. But but Bassett can go seven, eight innings and give you that game where it's like three runs max. Like DeGrom, I don't know if he can really get seven innings of, of three what runs I max. Wonder about, what I wonder about is if Jake didn't have this quote-unquote blister, I assume Buck would have let him start the seventh inning. His pitch count was 86. And do we feel really different about this performance if DeGrom pitches a scoreless seventh inning? A little bit. I admit that, a little bit. Because it seems like Jake's the opposite of Chris in that one thing I've said about Bassett all year, it feels like he goes one inning more than maybe he can or should. And with Jake sometimes, not always, because sometimes he comes out at the right time, he comes out one inning early. And I think in game one, he came out one inning early. Now, guys got a blister. All right, we're all going to make fun of it and bitch about it. I understand that. I own that. But seven innings would have felt better. And then, oh, yeah, the Braves scored two runs. So maybe they don't score two freaking runs if Jake stays in the game. Either way, I think we'll have another Rico Bronia after game two of this series. And hopefully we'll be in a much better mood. Take a deep breath. It ain't over yet, but we are tied for first place in the National League East, and it feels horrific. It doesn't feel good. Thank you for listening to Rico Bronia. I'm not on Saturday, so go call Joe and bother him about this. <laughs> We're having a birthday party for my son. I think that's a pretty good excuse, right? Yeah, I think that qualifies. And then we'll react to the game Saturday night. <laughs> 
Thanks for listening to Rico Bronia. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Rico Bronia podcast. It's amazing, isn't it? Make sure you download it now to keep it on you at all times. <laughs>